What up, Buzz? You tapped in? Okay, Goose, you tapped in too? All right, Chicago, y'all tapped in? All right, boys, let's crack them. Feel like Mike in the fourth with the ball in my hands and I'm taking a shot. I'm the king in the madhouse on Madison, whether I make it or not. Now the crowd going crazy, they watching the play and I'm watching the clock. Got my shot in the air and the buzzer go off and I'm watching it drop. This team did things, MJ shot city six rings. D-Rose too big, too fast, too strong, history. And we good on that, put Jill on the track and we good on wax. Three, two, one, everybody say bulls on tap. Bulls on tap, our city pretty and gritty. Benny the bull in the crowd getting hyper and litty. Me, I'm so drippy and slippery, nothing offends me. Banners on banners, we winners. We got the stats in the news. Go and subscribe, hang out with Buzzy and Goose. Tapping with us, we the truth. Jilla just murdered the booth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I am your boy Buzz. I am joined by my dude Goose, aka Bull Scripted. We're here to recap the Chicago Bulls' first preseason game. I, I, I titled it "Preseason Scaries," Goose, because the the first half was very scary. But before we get into the scariness of it all, please be sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap and on Tap Sportsnet. Following Goose at Bull Scripted, me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcast, you can listen to us, five-star rating and review, because that's cool and tough. If you're watching on Twitter, go over to the YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hop in the comment section. It is pretty late because the NBA is a bunch of jerks and scheduled us at 8.30 on a weekday. Goose, that's the first thing I'm going to bitch about tonight. That is the first thing I'm going to bitch yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, especially for a home game, that's rough. Um, yeah. Uh, if you're joining us right now uh, live, you can see that both of us look like we've been beat with a couple pillows. It's definitely bedtime, but yeah. we said we were going to do it. So here we are, Bulls' first preseason game. First half was definitely torturous to go with the spooky fall vibes that we're – Falling into here at this point of the year, but uh, on a bright note, we we do have uh, some Dalen Terry praise to throw around exuberantly because he brought the goods. Uh, he showed a little bit of everything and made this game worth watching in the second half. Oh, absolutely! I mean, that was like when you text me, you're like, "Yeah, this is a bad one. It's just preseason because we know we have to get back to the regular grind coming up here soon." But, no, Dale and Terry, uh, he gave me energy, man. I know we're not going to be going really in order. I'm sure we'll be touching on the first half here shortly. But uh, Dale and Terry, and I got I to gotta throw some shout-out to uh, Malcolm Hill there, too, in that fourth quarter. That was was fun. You know, I mean, that, that was kind of the fun part of the game because the real part kind of sucked, you know, when we had our guys come out there and, and start the game off. But, uh, no, Dale and Terry showed some cool stuff tonight. Um, Stacy and Adam, of course, you know, head over heels for him already, you know, when, when they were talking to AK about him, about how great of a pick that was and all this. I mean, hey, uh, first impression is very good. He did a lot of good things, uh, did a lot of things well, not just one particular thing, which was really cool. And I loved the intensity after the dunk. I'm not going to lie to you, dude. I got a little bit of Joakim Noah vibes when he went like this and screamed. You know, I was like, okay, cool. Hey, no, I mean, this team's going to need versatility and energy after what we saw in the first half. Uh, somebody who's just going to go after it and bring life to the team on both ends of the floor is something that's clearly going to be needed because um, our other two offseason additions in Drogic and Drummond did not look good at all. Um, 
Gorman looked like he was beat with more than a couple pillows um, over in Euroball because he did not play well at all. Uh, and then we had Kobe White go down after like three minutes of play. Three minutes in, two missed shots, I think, um, and and that was it. All she wrote and uh, left knee contusion. Uh, Cowley reported on that. Yeah, so. and, a, and a contract year, obviously for him, not what he wanted out the gate to uh, start the season. Um, but no, Drogic looked horrible. We didn't have Kobe and. I guess that's what resulted in us getting the Dale and Terry show in the second half because we really just were without much of all handling options outside of Iowa. Uh, once again, being bailed out by a rookie that no one expects anything from. Uh, <laughs> of course, I kid. I'm hoping Kobe's not hurt long term, man. I, I was really looking forward to watching him come off the bench tonight. Goran Dragic. I tweeted like, you know, I'm not ready to give up on Goran Dragic or whatever. I can't remember exactly what I tweeted, but that was – oh, we will not overreact to his poor play. That was it. That was fucking terrible. I'm doing my best not to overreact right now, but I do have a lot of receipts from people um, saying like, oh, he definitely should be the starting guy and, and yada, yada, yada. And get hey, I was one of those people. And- I, I know. I got receipts. That's what I'm saying. He kicked the goddamn computer. That's unbelievable. I'm on two screens right now, so you're going to have to deal with this for a little bit. I was not thrilled with Goran Dragic whatsoever tonight. I thought he could have done a lot better. Um, it's surprising from somebody who was playing in Eurobasket um, and, and getting all that work in and being kind of fresh, the fact that he was so bad. He was careless with the ball. He had three turnovers. Here, he's back in uh, <laughs> live and living color. Um, I was just talking about how bad. I didn't kick anything. What are you talking about? I oh, you totally, you totally kicked something. <laughs> But I was just talking about how I was surprised that Goran Dragic is, you know, looked so rusty after being so active, um, you know, coming in. I know it's a different style of ball, but I mean, it's still basketball at the end of the day. He looked very rusty, did not look good whatsoever. Andre Drummond looked like shit, too. So, um, you know, pretty much everybody outside of Vooch, really, um, and DeMar. DeMar was just able to take 12 free throws and and then do his thing and score 21 points when the offense went stagnant, which was early and often. Which I have to say is pretty impressive for not playing most of the second half at all to, to finish the game with 21 points as poor as they played. Um, not seeing Zach at all in the second half is a little bit of a concern. Um, I think that's just poor play. Uh, coming off a of surgery, doesn't need to play, not worth it, not worth uh, risking it. A little bit of all, a little bit of it all. Um, you know, okay. Max just signed a max contract, coming off a knee injury. You know, it's preseason. You know, whatever. Um, I would like to see him in the second half to try to kind of recoup from the bad start of the first half, and not like in you know crazy uh, a lot of minutes or anything in limited minutes. I would like to see him maybe get. I don't hey, know. Our, our confidence in this continuity must be really strong because Zach Levine does not have to play the second half of the preseason. Uh, like regardless of how bad you're playing you need to come out in that second half and make a statement that no no no, that's that's not how this season's gonna go and we didn't get that from the starters and the rotational players that are we we didn't see we we didn't see pat either did we in the second half i don't remember if we no no. not really very little i mean maybe he only played 17 minutes i believe to start the third we saw him okay um but I think Zion played further into the game than Pat may have. I got the box score pulled up. Zion did – no, Zion actually uh, – uh, 15 minutes for Zion. Uh, Pat did 17. Um, you know, uh, 
Collie tweeted out, this is the new and improved Patrick Williams. Um, <laughs> listen, uh, he, he's not aggressive still. I don't care if it's the preseason. He's catching the ball on the top. He's catching the ball in the corner, and he is doing the same pump fake dribble pass out that we have seen from him. He needs to be more aggressive. I told you this. Uh, our Taurus was talking about it. I mean, even in the Bulls All Access uh, episode that just dropped today, I wrote an article over on onzapsportsnet.com about that. If anybody wants to check it out, shameless plug. But, you know, they said that he all has the talent to do it. He just needs to believe he can do it. And I've been saying that since he was drafted, that he doesn't have it between the ears. You know, like he doesn't have it. He doesn't think he can be that guy. He needs to be that guy, Goose, because if he's if he if he's not, we're in fucking trouble. It's, it's not a joke either. We're in big trouble if he's not that guy, especially with Lonzo out. No, it's kind of tough to see your rookie who isn't really have any expectations at all, and Dalen Terry come out and believe that he, believe he is that dude, and and he really doesn't have the skill set or the natural gifts that Pat has. But he has that want to and that drive and that desire and that I don't give a fuck if you think that I'm not that dude. Because to me, I am that dude. And every time I – every possession, I'm going to show you why I am. And Pat just really doesn't have that fire. And, and um, it's, so, it's so surprising to me because I felt like defensively he played pretty well. Tonight. Oh, no, I mean, um, you know, Zion has got a lot of rust. But a couple of those possessions defensively where you saw Pat have the sole responsibility of taking on that alone, he didn't look out of place. He didn't look completely overmatched, which right. I mean, you're talking about somebody like Zion, that's damn near impossible not to say. Right, right. I mean, when he rotated when he needed to, he, he was you know putting a body on Zion. I mean, he looked good defensively, but that's when it comes down to like, you know, when we're talking about the fourth overall pick and we're talking about, the hype within the organization. Um, you know what I mean? That, that That's just something that kind of irks me about Pat is everybody seems to believe in him, but himself, like I'm seeing the same things again. It's just preseason game one. I'm not going to overreact. I'm not saying that he's not going to fix this issue or it doesn't exist or whatever, but let's see a little bit more out of him. Can Pat do that without a point guard, without a facilitator, without Zoe, or are we going to be expecting Pat to be that point guard? Um, see, that's, that's, that's a fun question. So I feel like IO did an all right, an all right job initiating the offense. And I really did, did feel like the bulls were making it a point today to when they at least started the game to swing the ball around, to get some cuts going, you know, a lot of misdirect between Vooch and Zach. If you notice in the first, um, Pat had his opportunities to get buckets. It's just, or at least get shot more shot attempts than he had. I know he had seven in 17 minutes, but I mean, realistically, if we're looking at this and you're trying to assert yourself and be more aggressive, we could have got maybe 13, 12 out of him. And unfortunately for the Bulls, a couple of times he pulled up, it resulted in a turnover. Not, you know, I mean, he had two turnovers himself, you know, or we got into a rushed play and someone else turned the ball over. 26 total team turnovers for the Bulls tonight. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just terrible. How many assists? Uh, assists say 27, so they plus one, <laughs> plus one, okay, yeah, plus one, um, not good at all. right? 
I mean, shooting wise, 33% off of 27 attempted three pointers tonight. Again, that's a, another thing that I'm not trying to bitch too much at Pat. And Billy ran some weird lineups out there with not enough shooting in it. Not that this team has a ton of shooting, but I thought that they were kind of odd. But uh, nine for 27 for 33%. We were, they shot 37 threes over there. They only shot 29%. Uh, and the Bulls shot 48% on the night. New Orleans, 49.5%. Well, and to that point with our lack of shooting, if Kobe genuinely does have serious injury. Oh, bro, um, that's that's a big that's a big fucking deal. That's a big oh, deal. I know, I know how um, harsh the the fan base has been on Kobe and how much he's been thrown into trade proposals. Uh, well, it's more so the potential of the season. But without him and without Lonzo, you really only have Zach, who's a forty percent three point capable shooter on this team. Yeah. That's it. I I, I know. <laughs> I know it's there's not enough shooting. I mean, you look at it up and down, you know, we can Oh wait, Drogic. Drogic's supposed to be a great shooter. Oh yeah, he looked fucking phenomenal today, didn't he? <laughs> wait. God, man, he looked good. That, that was fucking bad. That was that was bad. I was surprised actually how bad he was, like I, I said earlier. After I was less Peter. surprised by Drummond because at least you know that he's like an ex-All-Star that's just very lost and confused in his role in the NBA at this point. Like I love his attitude, though, if you watch the All-Access thing. I mean, the All-Access thing was great. Yeah. The, the front office definitely dropped down that continuity skit to everybody before uh, dropping them on video because everybody was in tune with that. Yeah. Um, uh, championship teams are together multiple years. All the teams that are contenders have been together multiple years. Um, I really believe continuity wins championships. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, that script was perfect. Um, I, I was feeling pretty hyped and pretty good. Oh, I still, I still do. I still do. <laughs> oh, I, I know oh, that. Oh, like, I know that looked bad. Um, I'm, I'm just sorry. Gonna... All, all access isn't isn't going to change the reality of our situation. I know. I'm. I'm still. I still feel good. I still feel like we. You know. We can. We can do some good things. Um, it's gonna know. be exciting. We're, we're not gonna be talking about. We're not gonna be complete dog shit. Uh, I, I did see a couple Tankathon references. Oh, I in saw preseason yeah. quarter one already. Yeah. But um, you know, I, I don't think we'll be talking that. But at the same time, to have your first preseason game against the Pelicans without Ingram. Um, and see a team that's younger than you outside of CJ McCollum really kind of put it together and also have like a higher ceiling down the road. It's kind of scary. Your best players tonight were Vooch and DeMar. One's on a expiring contract. The other one's 33 years old. You're and, forgetting, you're forgetting and the other one. Terry creep in there in the second half. But uh, in terms of your, your top rotational players, only the two guys on the back end of their contract or the prime of their career really showed anything tonight, which is a little alarming. One more guy showed something to me, and that was Javante. Um, he was everywhere, the Javante Green Power Hour right here. You know you know all about it. Um, he looked really good. And just in his – but they were hustle points. They, you know, they were just the typical Javante Green hustle points. But I did feel like he, he was very confident when he took those threes. Uh, I'll tell you what, squared up, feet nice and square, good form on that, the shots. I mean, it, that corner three, if he could hit that at a good consistency, I mean, that's a big deal too. You know, um, I really hope he could do that. But, yeah, no, I didn't really see uh, – I don't want to think about them having a better situation than we do because that that will fucking bum me out. Um, 
Because they probably do. I mean, Buzz, if at a certain point, if we have another preseason game like this, we might as well go through the 29 teams in the league and we have a brighter future and a better current situation. And I don't know that we end up in the top half of either of those, really. Like, are, are, are we in the top 10 of teams that are contending for a championship this year? Or are we in the top 10 of teams that are contending in the next five years? Because I think current roster construction, at least the, the next five years, don't necessarily look that great. Besides having money available. Yeah. But yeah, a solidified superstar, no, we don't have that. Um, we don't even hey, have what about what about Costa Santos Kumpo? He was great tonight, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was about right <laughs> right before like, you know, his bucket that he got <laughs> I it was he completely pushed Buddy off of him, which I thought was hilarious. They didn't call an offensive foul on that because the, the refs were just whistle happy tonight. Um, they even gave fucking Drummond a tack. I think he got two tacks. He got ejected from the bench. Yeah, right. Yeah, he got ejected from the bench because he walked on the court. So he got one tack for complaining about not getting fouled. And literally, like two minutes later, he walked on the court after the Dale and Terry dunk, got another tack, and got bounced Which out. Which really isn't inspiring an upgrade <laughs> from Tristan Thompson in the first game. <laughs> Played like shit on the floor, cost the team two extra points for absolutely no reason, and wasn't even allowed to go back in the game because he got ejected. Um, <laughs> But I was about I was about to tweet out about the the Giannis's brother because I can't say his name and I'm not going to butcher it. But I was like I am almost certain that Giannis sent him here to destroy us from the inside because he saw a little bit of a threat. <laughs> and that's and that is my take on why he is here because I mean, that guy he that definitely blew the end of that game for us. I'll tell you something right now. I don't care what his last name is. I don't care what his age is. I don't care what his athleticism is. Hey, if Jamal Crawford got... can't be in the league, this guy shouldn't be in the league. No, I, that that is a very valid statement, and this guy has a championship ring as well <laughs> from, from the Lakers bubble. Um, not that he contributed, but – God, I'm he, such he, a loser. I haven't done anything. <laughs> like, this guy's got a fucking ring, and I'm just like, you know, I, I don't have a ring. Hey, somebody like somebody actually dropped a uh, replica Bulls championship ring at my work the other day. I definitely called dibs if somebody doesn't claim it. Oh, yeah, 100%. I would, too. I'd be rocking that shit in my fucking finger all the time. It's like, oh, were you part of the team somehow? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Look I at my pinky ring. I like it. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> why don't, like, this game sucked in general. So I was going to bring up one more thing, and then we'll ride out. Because, like, again, Bulls Bulls got their ass kicked. We'll go over some team stats before I bring up the one thing, actually. Let's do that. I already talked about the three-point field goal percentage. Bulls out-rebounded them 46-44. 13, 13 steals for the Pelicans, 10 for us. 29 assists for the Pelicans, 27 for us. We had uh, They had eight blocks. We had seven. I uh, already did the turnovers, the points off turnovers, 36 for the Bulls, 31 for the Pelicans. Fast break points, 25 for the Bulls, which if we had Zoe here, we would probably had a ton more. Um, but, yeah, largest lead, 19 for the Pelicans, four for the Bulls. And that was very, very short-lived in the one lead of the game that they got. So those are the team stats. Now, I wanted to bring up what ESPN did. Um, I wrote an article over on it, and we didn't get to talk about it because I think it was after we recorded the – podcast last week um they have us 12th in the east just want to talk to you about that real quick i mean what do you, do you think that that's fair i don't I, I think that's kind of fucking stupid 
or was it tenth or twelfth? It was tenth or the twelfth. It's one of the two. I mean, tenth. Uh, as much as I don't want to admit it, sounds realistic without Zoe for several months with the projection of that being that we might get him, you know, to close the season. Right. Be the last quarter of the season. I feel sense would be realistic. We might be a playing team in the East. Um, especially if our additions in Drogic and Drummond are going to provide what they did tonight. And obviously, it's preseason and. You know, it's it's all about finding that continuity and uh, chemistry <laughs> leading into the season right now. But um, without the change, I mean, before tonight, I was feeling pretty confident with Drogic being added to this roster in terms of being able to kind of fill that gap that Lonzo uh, was going to leave wide open there. Going into the season, being prepared to fill that void is where you were kind of just left with your pants down last year. Um, and I don't really have that confidence after tonight, though. I mean, I guess in a way, Dalen Terry did provide. Um, hey, was, yeah, he did some cool stuff, man. The, the kind of game that you expect from Zell. Um, but I, I, once again, if we're relying on a rookie to supplant the, you know, the glue that held this team together in the beginning of last year, we saw it not work with Io, despite his emergence. Um, I, I don't know that that's the situation that you want to be in. I think that does put you in the eight to ten, or even eight to twelve. It was twelfth. I just pulled up the article um, that I wrote over there, and it was uh, they gave them thirty. Um, yeah, thirty-eight and a half wins, placed for twelfth in the Eastern Conference. So it was, you know, thirty-eight and a half wins is good for twelfth out of fifteen teams. Does the fifteenth team have like ten wins? Do they just completely throw the season? Like, how does that even happen? I'm not really sure. Um, That's I, I, to a fifty-fifty team in the in the twelfth seed. I don't. I mean, the East is. I, I got you in the East here. So this is how they have it ranked. Um, they got Boston one, uh, at at fifty-three point nine or fifty-three and nine. I'm sorry, not fifty-three and nine. Fifty-three point nine. Uh, Milwaukee at two. Philly at three, Toronto at four, Atlanta at five, which really surprised me that they put Atlanta over Miami. That Where are just, the Nets? Where are the Nets? The what? Nets are not until seventh. So it goes Atlanta five, Miami six, Brooklyn seven, Cleveland eight, New York nine, Charlotte 10, Washington 11, Bulls 12. They have the Pacers at 38, uh, the Magic at 30.6, and the Detroit Pistons at 25. Oh, so, so the only teams that were supposed to be better than are the teams that are stacked for the future in the next five years. Yeah, yeah really, it is. Well, besides the Pacers, I guess. Um, so it's the Pacers, yeah, Orlando, and Detroit. I, that's, that's I can't agree with 12th. I think the Hawks being fifth is asinine. I think we're better I don't than the know. fucking Knicks. I'm sorry. Well, no, I mean, what did the Knicks do? They added Jalen Brunson, and they brought Hartenstein in, and they retained the rest of their team. So, I mean, Continuity. I mean, I guess continuity plus Brunson and Hartenstein must be better than continuity plus Drogic and Drummond, which I guess is a statement in in, in a vacuum that I don't disagree with um, because it provides, you know, more ceiling and improvement. You're expecting Drummond and Drogic to be who they were and who they used to be, and you're expecting Brunson and Hartenstein to provide new life and (laughs) – I don't. I don't know. 
I mean, the Hawks being five blows me away more than anything else. It's, it's, it's wild because it's by these Raptor projection things. You know what I'm talking about? Um, you know, it's a stat-based win projection. So that's how they yeah. – this isn't just somebody sitting down and, like, this is just strictly numbers. Based. So so this is basketball math saying that the yeah, Bucks so, are going to be fantastic. Yeah. Um, Washington's going to be better than us? Yeah. Kyle Kuzma and Bradley Beal are going to be better than Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan? That's what they're saying. I'm. I just sent you the link to that article um, for me. Yeah, no, no. So Twelfth, no. Tenth, tenth. I unfortunately would have to say. Well, that's playing. Tenth playing. Tenth is playing. Um, so, I mean, if there's a shot, like they, their goal, according to AK, who said it in the third quarter, is to what? Is to get to the playoffs, and that's not just it. They want to win a playoff series. He's really trying to mature this team along and, and set realistic expectations which is something that i really do appreciate about ak but um yeah i you know with the numbers model that i just provided that doesn't look like likely to happen i gotta ask what is ak's number model though because if the goal this season is just to win a playoff series your third best player is a free agent then are you reciting vooch are we just going all in on the old guys like I don't think that's the case at all. I, I think that what AK is trying to do, and uh, I mean, this is just a, a personal opinion, is I think that he is going to make a call as the to, to, to the Suns for, for DeAndre Ayton. Hey, I saw that there was interest. I don't know if, about that report if there's any truth to it about the Suns having interest in Vucevic because Ayton wants out, but. I, I don't know if there's any truth to that. After that, the contract situation, what they got going on with their owner, Jay Crowder yeah. wants out of there. There's something toxic going on in Phoenix. Right, absolutely. So I, I don't know what will happen over there, but I, I wonder if AK blows it up at midseason because he does have Vucevic on an expiring contract. Like if he's balling out and being absolutely amazing, we'd be stupid not to if we didn't think that we could win. I mean, that's just honest to God. That's just down, you know. I mean, this is a business at the end of the day. I, I hate that you'd have to tear somebody out, especially because Vooch just bought the house here or whatever. But you got to do what you got to do. You know, last I, thing I'm worried about is somebody who makes $20 million a year having to sell their $4 million house. Well, so, right, right, right. <laughs> like, um, oh, no. I, I'm, I'm with you there. So sorry. So, so sorry. It's just, a, you know, it's just a weird spot, like where they're at right now and going into the future, too. But I mean, they need to really capitalize off the season and entering the season injured. With with Zoe and and whatever's going on with COVID, yeah, which I'm really, sure we'll find out. it doesn't provide a level baseline because this isn't the team that you essentially put together. Sometimes I think that AK has a like a ten year plan, you know, to hey, I'm going to make a big splash and show these future people that I'm not afraid to do that. Hey, I'm going to sign this guy to a max contract because he, you know what, he did play good. He was the best player on this team for a long time. Man. I'm going to show people that we're willing to do that. Um, you know. With the whole Demar thing, you know, I will go and pay. Get the Gar Pax promise? Does he get two decades to do this thing? Or what's yeah, right. I don't know. Like I said, it's a fucking preseason game. Like we can get really deep into it. I think that the Bulls are still a at least a top seven team. I think that they're they can be in the top seven. I, I I truly believe that. I think that they have enough talent. I think they have enough hunger to do that. If they, if not, then whatever, I'll eat my words. It is what it is. Because even if you're seven, you're what? You're a playing team. So I, I do not think going into this season that they will be in the top six. That's just me personally, whatever happens kind of happens with it. Yeah, no, uh, I think we're, we're going to be rocking number seven again. 
that, that, that seems like a fair expectation. Yeah, not the seventh pick in the lottery, but the seventh slot in the East. Um, I, unfortunately, I, I have to say that's probably our baseline. That's a realistic expectation. Yeah, I, I, and again, it's not just because of the play tonight. It's like you look at the roster and you get to see these guys out on the court together. And without Zoe, you know, it does run a little bit differently. But we have to get over that. We have to talk about what we're seeing in front of us right now. I still see a team where you have Pat, who's not sure to take the shot. Io, when he was trusted, what was that, in the third quarter with that weird lineup or the second quarter with that weird lineup? Um, he had all the young guys with him. No, he was running with Terry a little bit. He was taking he the shot. Yeah, he was extremely confident. So, I mean, I, I really like seeing that. I like Teddy hit that corner three tonight. I mean, just beautiful stroke on that. He, he improved on that jump shot from the corner, um, at least form-wise. Um, you know, there, there are players here that can do cool things to keep us up there, not towards the bottom of it, but right on the threshold. But as we go into the season, you look at how some players complement each other and some of these weird lineups that even Billy threw out there tonight where there's not enough shooting, and that's going to happen from jump, especially without a 42% three-point shooter in zone. It's going to happen from jump street because you don't know if you can trust Io to shoot the volume of shots. Zoe was doing it, what was it, 7.2 three-point attempts per game for Lonzo and shooting 42%. Okay, you don't know if Pat had a higher volume of, of these shots, which you want him to take. I mean, let's be honest here. If he is going to be a future star, you want him to take those, but you don't know what you're going to get. And then you have DeMar, who shot 35% last year, best three-point uh, percentage of his career last year. And then you have Vooch coming off 31%, who's a career 35 36% shooter. Like you said earlier in this podcast, you have Zach. And this NBA is about the long ball. It's about a three-point shot. And there's no Matt Thomas to save you. Motherfucker. <laughs> So we're going to like he this is season four of this show is how I label it when I'm putting it out. And we said at the end of season three, we would not mention him. We've done like four episodes in season four, like an offseason check in after we signed Drummond and Dragic and shit like that. You know, summer league shit. And we've and mentioned him every time. Hey, Denzel Valentine is available. <laughs> yeah, I might give him a call. Oh, did you see Leangelo Ball? No. In Charlotte, no, he fucking airballed like two threes. Okay, right. so I was just kind of like, "Wow, he would have been better than Matt Thomas," because at least he took the three and didn't try to fucking dribble and like do a. Mod- <laughs> at least he didn't dribble as he into a mid-range jumper. <laughs> yeah, I'm just so glad I don't have to see that. I was tired of that shit. But right. uh, <laughs> but on a real note, if we signed Leangelo, how much quicker would Lonzo be back? I. I- like at least positive two months. If we action. sign Leangelo, I hope it's just to give Lonzo his knee. And, you know, we'll pay him for his services. You know, thank you. Here's a couple million. Thank you for giving your brother your knee because you're, you don't look good. You don't look good out there with NBA players. Yeah, I'll eat a little crow on that. I thought he'd be all right. He looked like shit in that preseason. I mean, he looked bad, bad. He looked Carly. He looked Carly Jones lost. Oh god! <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he looked Carly Jones lost out there. How is how is Jones gonna be our two way player over like Malcolm Hill? He fucking shouldn't be if that's the case. I tell you that right now. Yeah, no, I don't know. No, he capped in summer league. He had a couple good games in summer league. I remember because I wrote about it and I talked about it on the pod. 
He had a couple of good games in summer league out there tonight. I'm like, Jesus, I don't know if it's butterflies. I don't know what it is, but I can't handle it. No, anymore. it's, it's trying too hard. Yeah. It's, you're trying too hard. That's Antonio Blakeney syndrome without that scoring gene. <laughs> that's how, you know, Kevin Durant will never be a scout or a, a guy in position in the GM role. When he said that Antonio Blakeney will be a force in this league. It's crazy. He's in the G league. Yeah. So we see how that fucking turned out. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, preseason game, whatever, we saw some good. We'll give Dale and Terry our game ball. Uh, preseason scaries is just like the Monday scaries. I get it. Hopefully they just rebound on Friday's game against the Nuggets. And, yeah, go from there, I guess. I mean, like I said, it's just, I'm not, I'm not going to get upset. It's just the preseason. Just the preseason. So does Dalen get minutes in the first half of the Denver game? He absolutely fucking should. He actually should get some run at, at point, especially if Kobe's out. Hey, listen, a pest on defense, a guy who could pass the rock a little bit, jump shot, it's not there. No, there's there's nobody that's going to replace Lonzo, but if there's somebody that has the skill set in each category to help, it's it's Terry. You make that the competition, him and I. See what the, no, they're not going to do that, obviously. But you know, you look at it. I, I don't know what the best thing to do is, but I mean, through game one of the point guard battle, Iodasumu is is starting immediately, and I don't need to see another fucking minute after that first game. I, I seriously, I don't need to see another minute to let me know that Io gives us the best chance to start to win. Yeah, no, uh, unless Dragic um, c- comes out of a slumber, which, like you said. He played all offseason, so it came. I, I thought he'd be warmed up, dude. I thought he'd be going. I Just well-oiled machine, you know. I mean, he was doing all really good over there in Eurobasket. I mean, his numbers aren't bad at all. And, again, you know, it's a new team. It's preseason. You know, he's probably maybe a little tired. He's older. There's no like, continuity yet. <laughs> I am going to get a shot glass. And, and, and my favorite whiskey, every time the Hen Bulls play, and every time I hear continuity – I'm taking a shot. You're not going to make it to the show. <laughs> I almost didn't tonight, dude. I drank uh, three of these orange juices. That's a uh, no free ad. Sorry, but they're orange juices. Gave me my my vitamin C to keep me up with some sugar. <laughs> Are you laughing like that? Are you drinking a monster? No, it's a uh, it's uh, also no free advertised uh, gin and grapefruit juice. Oh, there you go. Good for you. Good for you. Well, it's about midnight. We both have to work tomorrow, so that's what we're going to do. Uh, we will be back probably on Friday after the Bulls play the Nuggets. Do you have anything else before we get out of here? No, let's let's keep this scary Terry movement alive. Let's get him some more minutes um, and build on the one positive that we had tonight because there really wasn't much else to write home about. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, everybody, be sure you're going on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Please go to the YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel, hop into the comment section. We'll be back Friday after the Bulls play the Nuggets in preseason game two. Let's go.